this morning I have come to bring a word that the apostle has told me is a word in season for, for this church already. Um, because he has declared the year of recompense for this church. Amen. So when I, I, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. I, he asked me to minister. I said, I meant to be flying. I had to fly out to Cape Town to shoot a movie uh, on Friday. My wife and I were supposed to fly out. But the, because of the sevens rugby, there were no flights. So we were delayed and I'm only flying out tonight at eight. So I said, oh, and he called me just as I got the news. So I thought it was quite serendipitous that this happened and it was obviously a God assignment. And I said, of course I will accept it. Um, so so um, I said, Pastor, do you mind if I minister on the year of recompense? It's something I'm studying at the moment. He says, no, but I've already done that at the beginning of the year. I've announced it as the year of recompense. You're in season, you're in line. And then I shared with him what I was going to uh, minister and he was totally, totally, totally in favor of that. Because I don't, I don't like um, to come to a, a place and minister and then that, that, that church doesn't believe in that doctrine. That church doesn't believe in, in signs and, and times and calendars and that kind of stuff. And so I'm very glad that I can preach with liberty as I always have when I've come here. I pull up here and I've, we've, we've made so, you know, Michelle and the team. But, um, um, but we really appreciate it and we feel so, so at home, Brian. Really, it's like... And I want to say something. I've looked at my, uh, my, my, every time I minister a new word, I normally do it at a home church, at the AFM in Nuclear. But the only other place I brought a new word has always been in this church. So it's quite strange. So, so it's kind of like my second home then for new word, you know, for new word. So, so that's, that's, uh, so this morning I want to speak about the year of recompense. And it's really important that we understand why it's the year of recompense, not from January, but starting now in the month of September. As you all know, on the 25th of September this year, two weeks' time, the Jewish New Year will kick in. But 10 days before that, it'll be my birthday, just in case those of you want to drop a gift or send a voucher. 15th of September, my email address is zainmesetim. Um, so on the 25th of September, we enter into the Jewish New Year. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been in circles where people don't believe in, in, in these kind of um, uh, Old Testament stuff, they call it. Well, I believe in the Bible. And the Bible is God's word from beginning to end. And he says, not one jot, not one tittle will fall away until he's, he's glorified in his completeness. Amen. So, so we can't add and we can't subtract from God's word. So many people don't even believe in the full Ten Commandments today. They only observe, we only observe even some of those. You know, we won't, we don't kill, we won't steal, we won't covet, we won't do, but the other stuff, we just don't. And number one is you shall have no other gods before me. You will not make idols, but we make idols of everything. Our cars, our job, our weave, it's not even real here, but our weave is a thing. You know, it's a, it's a thing, it's a thing. We make idols of these things and... And we put store in it and we believe in those things. And so for me, it's important that I understand also my roots. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus wasn't this new man who came and started a new religion. The roots of the faith, the roots of our Christian faith comes out of the Jewish tradition and out of Israel and out of the Ten Commandments and out of Moses and Israel and Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And out of it, the fruit that we see today is this new thing called Christianity. But our roots are right there. 
And we have to recognize and understand our roots. We don't have to keep all the feasts. We don't have to do, 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 do wear um, our hair long and grow a beard. And, and, and the women must be separate from And we don't have to do all of those things. But we've got to understand where it comes from so that we understand where we are. We've got to be like the sons of Issachar who could determine the times and seasons that we are in. The Jewish people are quite strange because their day begins at sundown. As the sun goes down, that's when their day begins. Our day begins here at midnight. It's quite strange that we would start at midnight, not sure. I mean, if it still started at six in the morning, you could understand. But there's, our, our day starts right here in the middle of darkness and so on, which is kind of, kind of close to where they are, but it's not quite the same thing. We live under a Gregorian calendar that is based upon the movement of the sun. When God created the heavens and the earth, he put the sun, the moon, and the stars there. Genesis 1.14 says that he put it there for times, seasons, and calendars. That's what he put it there for. So the Gregorian calendar tells us we are now in the month of September, and it is all named after gods and kings and all of that. And God is saying, no, 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 we are lunar people. We go with the 28-day cycle. We look at the moon, and the moon, when the new moon comes, that's a new month. 28 is significant because even a woman's cycle is tied up to 28 days and so on. It's, not a, it's a message for another day about the cycles and that kind of But I'm just trying to explain to you how the times and the seasons that we are in, we must be able to discern. Jesus says, Jesus says in the book of Luke, he says, he stands over Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, he's just told the parable. He's just told a parable and he's standing over Jerusalem and he says, oh, no, they've just asked him a question. The parable is something else. Uh, they just asked him a question and he says, it will be more terrible in those days. And he, he, he speaks this, this curse over the towns because they have missed the day of their visitation. And he stands and he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you've missed the day of your visitation. You didn't realize that the Messiah has come. And so therefore... Not even one of your stones will be one on top of the other. He places a curse because people have missed the time of their visitation. Don't miss the time of your visitation so that then you lose everything. I'm not saying go back to the Jews and see what they did, but I'm saying just understand the times and seasons we are in so that you don't miss the time of your visitation. So that's really my, my, my foundation, my background that I want to lay for that. And I also want to lay the foundation of the Jewish alphabet. I'm, in, I'm with the Israel Bible Center and I'm, I'm learning to speak Hebrew and understand the alphabet. There are 22 letters in the alphabet. And those, that alphabet is amazing because not only does it have a symbol, but it also has a sound and it has a numerical value. So you can look at it as a picture, you can say it, and you can count that number. And we are now, the period that we are in, we are in the period of pay, mouth. I don't know if you guys have ever tackled that. 2020 was the decade, and also 2020 happened to be the year 5780. 80 is the symbol for pay. And pay has a numerical value of 80. So we are in the symbol of pay, and it's a, it looks like a mouth. On my presentation, I've, I've got there. Can you put that up for me, please, man? I, I know I meant to start at the beginning, but this pay thing is somewhere, is somewhere like in, in the fourth or third or 
fifth slide. I'm going to get to all of that now. There we go. There we go. Just that one. The one before that. Thank you. There we go. Pay. See, it looks like an open mouth. Looks like an open mouth. And, 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 and it's open. And pay is mouth. Message on this, and I'm going to try and summarize it for you quickly. 2020, when we entered into the period of the mouth and speaking things that are not as though they were and speaking God's word which goes forth to accomplish that to which it has been sent, that very same year, they told us, wear a mask. That very same year, we covered up. It was almost as if the enemy was anticipating that we were entering into the season. And what he did was, the first thing was, you cover up your mouth. He tried to counterfeit and to block. You see, the enemy will do that. The enemy will either try and stop you from the front sometimes. And as I've learned in my experience, if he can't stop you from the front, he'll push you from the back. And he'll push you past those times that you are meant to stop and rest and take things in. And digest and catch your breath. And he'll push you sometimes past the place where you were meant to be resting so that God can replenish, revitalize, revive you so that you can carry on the journey further. He works like that. But in this case, he came right from the front and went, close their mouths, even though we're entering into a period of speaking and declaring and prophesying, close the mouth. That's exactly what happened. Pay, Aleph, Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, those are the first four letters of the Hebrew alphabet. 81, 1921, 20, uh, 20, is 5782. We are now entering from the 25th of September, the year 5783. Can we go to that picture, which is just before this one? 5783, and, and, and I don't know if you can see quite nicely, but we've got some pipes and industries here on the left. Oil pipes and oil thingies on that side. At the bottom of that, we've got a pile of gold here in the bottom left-hand corner. You see that? Then there's, there's a well. There's a spring right at the bottom of the picture. There's a, 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 a spring. It's, a, it's like a, a pool of water with more gold and stuff on top of it. Then as we go up, we see camels on the left over there, on the right-hand side. Camels laden with with good things, with diamonds and jewelry and provision and all of that kind of stuff. The year of recompense. The year of recompense. The year of blessing. But wait a minute, it's not just blessing. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Get excited because God is going to recompense you. Re means again. Re means again. To compensate someone means to pay them for the work that they have done. For the path that they have walked. For the journey that they have covered. For the work that they may have performed for you. You compensate them. But then the enemy, as you always know, will come and steal that blessing. He only comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Amen. But the Lord is saying, as we enter into this new season, 5783, 25th of September 2023, we are entering into a season of recompense. You're going to get it back again. You're going to get it back again. The Lord is saying whatever the enemy has stolen, whatever the canker worm may have taken, whatever the palmer worm may have stolen, I am coming back into a season where I'm going to recompense you.
pay you back for what you have lost. Either you've got to decide today whether it's 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Hallelujah. Some of you are only going to get 30-fold back. And I don't know. Some of you are going to get 30% back or 30 times what you've lost. I'm not too sure. I don't want the 30%, Lord. I want 30 times back what I lost. Hallelujah. 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 We've entered into that season. Megan and I can testify of that. I said to Megan, I said, babe, do you understand where we are in our lives at this moment? It may not be as big and as wonderful as other people are being blessed. But do you understand that we are now reaping something that we wrote 22 years ago. We are now going to go and film. It takes 22 years from 2020 to 2022 for us to see God operate in our lives. I've got all these scriptures laid down. Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, write the vision. Write the vision on tablets so that those who read it may run with it. And even though it tarries, don't worry, it will come. It will come. Even though it, you have to wait for that period, my word goes forth to accomplish that to which it has been sent. It doesn't come back to me void and says, oh, sorry, Lord, we couldn't perform that thing. It will come to pass. It may take 22 years. It may take 30 years. It may take 50 years. But I'm telling you, we're entering into a season where God is going to stand behind this word and perform that which he has spoken over your life. It is the season of recompense. It's the year of recompense. Hallelujah. I want us to turn to your Bibles, please. I've got to preface this with the scripture so that you don't just think this man is speaking out of his own intellect. And <clears throat> You've always got to lay down with the scripture. And my scripture this morning is out of the Psalms. Love the Psalms. David, love them. <clears throat> Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hallelujah. Let's go to that scripture and we have a look at the stuff of what is happening. 5783. So I've explained the pay. I've explained the 80. But the third letter of the alphabet is Aleph, Bet, Gimel. Gimel has got a lot, a lot of meaning to it. But the majority of those meanings are abundance, blessing, favor, healing, deliverance, all of that kind of stuff. The meaning of the, even the gematria of Gimel. Gimel, the value of Gimel is three because it's the third letter of the alphabet. So Aleph is one, Bet is two, Gimel is three, Dalet is four, and so on. But then they get to 10, then it suddenly changes to 20. It doesn't go to 11, 12, 13 goes to 20 and then goes up to 100 and then from 100 it goes 100, 200, 300 and the last letter, the 22nd letter of the alphabet has got a, a value of 400. Okay? But the value of Gimel is 3 but when you add up the name Gimel G-I-M-M-E-L in Hebrew, it adds up to 83. So it's the year 83 and the, the letter representing that year also adds up to so it speaks of a double, that's why it's speaking of recompense. Not just blessing, but blessing upon blessing. Not just favor, but favor in favor. Not just deliverance, but deliverance out of deliverance. Out of deliverance. Out of deliverance. Completeness, in other words, fullness, wholeness. That is what it means. Number three is also the number of the Godhead. Father, 
Son, Holy Spirit. So it speaks of the completeness, wholeness. It speaks of the Godhead incompleteness. It also speaks specifically about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to talk about that this morning. But I want you to understand what kind of recompense and what kind of blessing you are stepping into in the year 5783. And this is what the psalmist says. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his gimel. The word benefits over there. Gimel. Forget not all his benefits. Number one, who forgives all your iniquity. Many of you are going to go through a season of forgiveness. I understand that some of you still have something against someone. Some of you even have something against your fathers, your mothers, your sisters, your close family. You've got something against them that you're holding onto and it's blocking you from your blessing. It's blocking you from your recompense. He forgives all your iniquities. It's a season of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Who heals all your diseases. It's a season of healing that you are stepping into. Hallelujah. The next verse says, who redeems your life from destruction. There's redemption coming. A price has already been paid on the cross of Calvary where Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm paying the ransom to set these people free. I'm going to die. I'm going to take the stripes. I'm going to take the bruises. I'm going to take the nails so that these people can be set free. The price of redemption. In our days when we were small, we used to collect bottles. And you used to go to the shops with your bottle and you redeem it and you could get a chappy or you could get whatever, a beetle nut or whatever. Beetle nuts are my favorite. You get beetle nuts and you could redeem the bottle for something else. You will be redeemed from destruction into what? You can't be redeemed from destruction back into destruction. It doesn't work like that. Amen. You get the redeemed out of destruction into a life of blessing that is coming this is what he promises here lastly he says no not lastly the next blessing is he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies some of you have not experienced loving kindness in your life some of you i spoke just the other day at the men's conference i was saying men today and men of old they had difficulty in saying the words i love you not only to their wives, to their children. I love you. It comes so... T- no, they know I love them. I love them. They know. I don't have to say it. Of course they know. But how much more important would it be that you just say it? Because remember, we are in the season of pay. We are in a decade of pay. Where every word that we speak is a seed that we are planting. And it will bring back the fruit of loving kindness tender mercies some of you the last time you said to your wife i love you was probably on your wedding night hallelujah you used to sing when you were with her hello baby how are you Mm -hmm. i'm coming over i'll see you now it's you become this caveman Uh, whatever food bring remote Uh, you become that you know that's You've actually, you've seen that picture where the guy's like a cave, he's like a monkey, then a caveman. Well, you've gone back. You've actually regressed backwards. God is saying he's going to crown you, your crown. Your wife is your crown. Men, did you know your wife is your crown? I think I've ministered, I've ministered that word here. They know it. How does your crown look? See what my crown looks like. She's in a red, very beautiful red dress. Her hair's dead. Her hair's dead. Got her makeup on, everything. Amen. 
Some of your crowns, swirl coats and a gown whole day walking around like that. Hello, how are you? What sloth is on? Three o'clock in the afternoon, going to the spaza shop there to go buy bread. You're wondering now, is she already bathed for the day or is she in a gown from for Crown, Crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. We carry on. We go to verse 7. 7 is the number of completion. Who satisfies your mouth. We're in the season of pay, the mouth. He's going to satisfy that mouth that is open with good things. Hallelujah. With good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Like the eagles. Those who wait on the Lord shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Hallelujah. He will satisfy your mouth. Good things will come to you. You will eat good things. Gone are the days where you come home and the kids say, Mommy, what are we eating? And there's just peanut butter and jam. Or that's not brood and muck. You know what brood and muck is? My mother used to keep a whole jar of the fat that she used to cook the meat and the vors and stuff in. She puts it in a jar. And then that jar, that congeals. And very often we would take that. There's no butter. We take that fat and we put it on there. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're the last person to come. Then that fat is finished. And then inside is just muck. You might not muck and make as if you're making there. You just, just eat that. Yeah. Gone are the days of eating brot and muck of, of touch and tuck. Pop and tuck. Now we're going to... Yes, see, the other day... You know, the other day I did a, a thing. I ordered spur via Mr. Delivery. If you work for Mr. Delivery, I apologize. But don't order from Mr. Delivery. It's very expensive. Just go there yourself and buy. And I ordered ribs for the kids. We haven't had ribs in a while. I said, hey, we're having ribs. You know, and we ate these ribs. And you know when you eat ribs, everyone in the house is quiet. No one is talking. Because you're like, like this, like that. That ribs. Spur ribs. Nothing beats spur ribs. And we were eating good things. And then there's this fat on your hand. You know, the fat. The fat this week, those of you who hear my podcast, I spoke about the anointing that comes. It's not sometimes the title that you carry, but it's the anointing that you carry. And sometimes they used to take the fat from the animals and also from the olive. They used to crush the olive to make the oil, but they also used to take the fat when they burnt the meat. They used to catch that fat. And that used to make part of the anointing oil. And I just thought, what a, what a symbol it is for my family that we can eat the fat of the land and not pup and muck. We can eat something that has fat in it and that we can wipe that fat off. God is going to satisfy your mouth with good things. we got two more to go. Just give me two more. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there and then I've set the foundation. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Someone who's going to a court this morning, tomorrow, Thursday, Wednesday. There's a court case against you. There's something against you. He's going to execute righteousness. On your behalf. You know you're in the right. You know someone did something wrong against you. You know you should have access to that child. You know whatever it is. He's going to execute righteousness and justice for your sake. Hallelujah. Don't forget. There's a courtroom in heaven. That is already the righteous judge of. And the enemy is coming 24-7 with his accusations. Saying look at what this one did. Look at what that one did. How can you bless Brian? Look at what he did and all of that. And don't forget, you also have an advocate, a high priest, an intercessor who 24-7 is right there. And the father is asking this advocate, how do you plead? And that advocate says, my father, 
I only plead one thing. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. And the blood will speak on your behalf. You don't have to utter anything. You don't have to say anything. The blood of Jesus will speak on your behalf. You know the blood speaks. You know the blood speaks. God came. He said, where is your brother? When Cain killed Abel, his blood is crying out to me from the earth. Blood speaks, people. Water has memory, but blood speaks. Jesus' blood, the sprinkling of the blood, every year, the atonement of the sin, spoke to the Father that he could forgive the nation of Israel for another year. Jesus' blood speaks forever. And anyone who accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior, the blood speaks on your behalf. Hallelujah. He's going to execute righteousness and justice, not only in the heavenlies, but right here on earth where you are required to have someone step up for you in that courtroom today. Hallelujah. Finally, he made known his ways to Moses. There's a difference between knowing the ways of God and knowing the acts of God. The children of Israel saw the acts. They saw the manna from heaven. They saw the water from the rock. They saw the Red Sea open. They saw, they saw, they saw. But he made ways, he's, he's, he made known his ways to Moses. There's a difference between knowing the acts of something, but then knowing the character of the person who caused those acts. May you find yourself in the season of recompense, understanding and knowing the ways that God operates. So that you can receive your recompense. Very many people, and I'm going to speak about that now. I've got 10, 15 minutes to go. Very many people are standing here waiting for the Lord to bless them. And the Lord is actually blessing right here. You are out of place. You are out of season. You are in the wrong direction. God is blessing that way. You standing and waiting over here going. Uh, Lord, hello. And Lord, God is over here. God is over here. Hallelujah. You've got to know the ways of God. How does God operate? Lord, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will. God is not a genie where you pray in the morning and say, Lord, now today I want you to do this. This You've got like a laundry list of stuff that God has got to do for you. As Janet Jackson said, what have you done for him lately? How have you understood his ways so that you can simply step into the way that God is doing it and then receive the blessing when he is blessing? When he does open the windows of heaven, you're in the right place. Be in the right place in your season of recompense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's the exciting part about this gimel. That's it. We're stopping right there. But I'm going to come back to all of those. Especially righteousness and judgment and all of that. I'm going to come back to that. Here's the other thing about this gimel. The other word for gimel and this year of recompense, it says there, you will receive favor from an unexpected source. Not only will you be blessed, but you will receive favor from an unexpected source. This year of recompense is going to be awesome. Your business is this. Your company does this. Your blessing and your career calling is this. But God is saying it's coming from an unexpected source. You didn't expect it to come from there. 
You didn't expect it to come. You didn't even expect it to come from behind. Something that you've left, like we did 22 years ago, we left it there and we thought, okay, let's just dust it off and see what happens. And we're receiving the glory of the Lord upon that project. Unexpected sources, unexpected places, unexpected people. Plans to go to Egypt. You know the story. Go to Egypt and get some and one parent brought the shirt of the child to put on the coffin. He used to play soccer. They put the soccer shirt on there. But that soccer shirt he wore the day they shot him. And the blood was still on it. They didn't wash it. It was on there. You believe the blood because there's the coffin. There's the t-shirt with the blood on it. He's dead. They brought that cloth to the dad to say, this is the blood. The animals killed him. For 22 years. Don't forget we're in the year of 2022. 22 years he believed his son was dead. He believed the blood. He believed the sight of the blood. And then his heart fainted. His heart stood still. He nearly had a heart attack. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jacob's heart began to stop beating. And he almost fainted for he did not believe them. The next line says. The next line says. But when they told him all the works of Joseph. Which he had said to them. And when he saw. Let's go back to our picture. When they saw. Let's go back to our picture. 5783. Hallelujah. When they saw <laughs> the camels coming laden with the recompense that the father is receiving because he believed for 24 years he had to pay a price that my son is dead. But the son is sending the camels from an unexpected source. He sent them for grain. He sent them for flour. He said, something in the house just go buy some bread there in Egypt go there to pick up. and they come back with gold with silver with clothes Joseph sent camels and donkeys and everything so that it says there the next scripture says it says and when he saw the camels Jacob was I want to see that word I want you to see that word it's a season of recompense it's a season of revival it says there, the spirit of Jacob was revived. Hallelujah. The things you thought were dead for so many years. The things you thought that the blood showed you. It's finished. It's over. It can never come back again. It's going to take you 22 years. And then suddenly you're going to revive that thing. Re means again. Vive is a Latin word meaning to live. It will live again. It will live again. I'm here to tell you. When God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke. He said stuff. He used his pay. The mouth to speak things. But when he came to us. He stopped. He bent down. He formed us out of the dust of the earth. And he breathed his very life into us. And we became a living being. Purpose was born into us. Destiny was born into us. Dominion was there. He said to Adam. Have dominion over this. Now he put a brain in there that could remember an elephant from a giraffe, from a tiger, from a lion, from a daffodil to a rose. All of that was in the capacity of that breath. Now people are coming to you and saying, sorry man, you're a girl, it's not going to work. You're too young. Um, yeah. No, you're too black. You're too white. Uh, you're not too black or too white enough. That's one we hear often enough. You, you, you know, you, uh, your season is past. You're too old. You're too young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they've already done that one. They've already done. They come and they breathe. They're foul. They didn't even brush teeth this morning, but they want to come and 
breathe that foul air over you. And they want to kill your destiny. And they want to kill the very thing that God has placed inside of you. God is saying, no, no, no. It's not dead. It's not, the blood might say it's dead. The evidence might say so. But I am the God of recompense. I'm in the season of recompense. I'm going to revive that vision. I'm going to revive that business plan. I'm going to revive that talent that you've been putting aside for so long. It's going to come back to life again. For his glory. Receive it in the name of Jesus. It's a season of recompense this morning. He's paying us back for everything that we've lost, that we've believed that was a lie, that people have spoken of us. It's going to come back 100-fold. The camels are going to come. It's going to come from an unexpected source. You're going to go, my God, I didn't expect that. You're going to cry. You don't know if you must cry or jump or pee or whatever, but you're going to be so excited you won't know what to do. You won't know what to do. An unexpected source. An unexpected source. Hallelujah. We are coming. You've got to understand, people. Let me just do this. Let me just chuck this in for two cents as I wrap it up. I'm coming to a slow close. I never know what that means, but I say it so that it comforts people. We are now in a season. 2022 is the end of the Shemitah year. Shemitah, you've got to understand, every seven year cycles. God says for every seven years, you've got to let the land rest. Every six years, the seventh year it must rest. In fact, he said it right at the beginning, for days. He said, I created the world in six days. On the seventh day, I rested. You've got to do the same. You can't work seven days out of seven. You've got to rest one day. Don't look at me, family. You've got to rest one day. He says, in weeks, you will count the weeks, counting the Omer. From the time that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, count seven weeks. From there will be the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit will come down. All of that. So weeks. Years, he says to the farmers, let you work the land for six years, but the seventh year you let it rest. There's a season. And then seven times seven is 49. Then the 50th year is called a jubilee year. And in that jubilee year, you will set the captives free. You will set your slaves free. Land that you gave, you borrowed from, you give their land back. Uh, the, the servants who work for you say, no, you guys go back. Go back to it. You know, the money you owe people, you forgive that. Oh, you. You say, no, it's all right. Keep that money. I don't want. You set it free. It's a season of jubilee. 2022 happened to be a Shemitah year. Not only a seven-year cycle, but it also happened to be a jubilee year. Let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. 2015 was the year that gay marriage was signed into order in America. Gay marriage was put into the legislation books. We adopted it. Gay people can now marry each other. It's the seventh year that that has happened. Next year in January, Roe versus Wade. It's the jubilee year of Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade said that you could have an abortion for any reason. Over 65 million children in the 50 years and more, and that's just in America, have been killed since Roe versus Wade has been in place. That is why it's being overturned in America right now. You know that's happening, right? They're overturning that. In January, it should be signed into things because it's the 50th year. It's being set free. We are being set free from being living, living under the curse of killing our babies while they're in the mother's womb. We're being set free. Now. Gimel speaks about, about, Gimel speaks about the root being exposed. Let me get it right. Gimel speaks about 
a root being exposed. It's exposure. It's about exposure. Number three, the year of exposure and uprooting of systems. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the queen, I'm not being horrible, the queen has died. It's an end of an era. It's a new thing coming. It's a new thing happening. It's a new dispensation happening. Why? Because 2022, everything is meant to end and new things in 2023 are meant to happen. So I'm not saying God killed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I'm not being insensitive. I love the queen for some odd reason. I'm not being insensitive. I'm just saying, look at how God is operating. That's why I'm saying, don't miss the time of your visitation. Look and see and understand the season we are in. It's no, it's no, it's no coincidence that certain things happen at certain times. You've got to discern and say, well, I see now. Seven years, 50 years, I understand it fully. What year are we in? Where are we at and where are we going? Hallelujah. So, now, unexpected source. Unexpected source. I've got three examples here, which I won't go into. I've gone into Jacob's heart was revived. That was also just a throw in. I want to come back as I'm closing off to speak of the blessing and the fullness. My last picture that I have over there, that picture over there, I had about 10 of these and then load sharing came, so I couldn't load the others, which is probably a good thing. You will see that the sign for Gimel, that's it on the right-hand side. No, no, keep that. That's the camels, by the way. That picture over there, it looks like a camel, am I right? The other one, that's the camels I spoke of. Okay, but here, this picture, that's the sign for Gimel on the right-hand side. Jewish people read this way. We read this way. Jews and Arabs read this way. Okay, they read from right to left. We read from left to right. Gimel, the, the pictorial, remember I said it looks like a picture. The picture for Gimel, and the, the, the rabbis will hold their hands upside down like this and show you Gimel, means someone walking. Someone walking. And not someone walking, but someone running. And it is written in such a way that Aleph, Bet, Gimel, all face this way. All the symbols face, the one leads into the other. Aleph representing God, Bet representing Jesus, Gimel representing the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit and Gimel is pointing towards Dalet. Dalet, I don't know if you can read what it says down there. Dalet means a poor person. The next letter in the alphabet is Dalet. Looks like a seven. Looks like a seven. Hold on, seven. Are we? Looks like a seven. That's a poor person. And Gimel is running towards the poor person. In other words, people, in the season of recompense that is coming, your blessing that's coming your way is not for you to go, yo, check my dick pockets, check your check the money I've got, check the new clothes I've got, check my Nando's stomach now, I just eat my Nando's now. I, you know, before I just used to eat uh, chicken legs and so on, now I'm just eating Nando's the breast. It's not that. You are meant to be a blessing. When he spoke to Abraham, he says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Your riches, your wealth that you earn is not for you to show off and say, hey, check me, check my new car, check my new BM, check my new Merc, check my new house, check how quiet I am. No, it's to glorify God. And part of glorifying God is taking some of that riches and running to someone and say, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. It, for them, it's going to be blessing from an unexpected place. They're going to be in their season of recompense going like, what? What? I didn't expect you of all people. Didn't I hurt you seven years ago? Didn't I say something bad about you? Didn't I do? And you're going to go, no, 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 no. I'm just here to bless you. 
unexpected favor, unexpected blessing, grace and mercy, and all of those kind of things that we don't deserve. Is I'm just doing what God does to me. Here we are blessed. Blessed. So you've got to understand when the season of recompense comes, it's not for you to hoard the riches. It's not for you to show off. It's to be a conduit also to bless someone else. I have this theory as an artist about, about artistic constipation. So a song comes to me. An idea comes to me. And if I don't write it down somewhere and, 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 and make sure it's at least out of my system, it's there, I must remember it's there. The next thing won't come. The next thing won't come because it's, you, you're stopping it. You're still ha- carrying that thing. Now the next thing comes and goes, oh, I can't find place for expression. I can't find place for expression. You've got to let that thing go. Otherwise you remain artistically constipated. The same with money. The same with blessing. The same with everything else you receive from God. You can't hold it for yourself because then what's God going to fill it up with? Uh, Your cup overfloweth, but your cup can only overflow so much. Then God's going to move on to someone else. You've got to make sure there's space. Lord, oh, you're blessing. Hang on on a second, Lord. Here, hold this. Here, take this. No, it's the right thing. You think that's a lot. Wait until you see what God's got in store for me. Hallelujah. You've got to let it go so that you don't become blessing constipated. Same with what people speak over your life. Same with what people say to you. Don't withhold the blessing to someone else. You're looking good today. You've got a new hairstyle. No, okay, well, you just look nice today. I just thought I'd comment to you about that, you know, compliment you on that. Even words carry a blessing. Even words carry a blessing. What has died in your life that needs to be revived? Let me quickly just read to you. I wrote it down. I went to all the dictionaries and I wrote it down. Listen to this. Listen to all of these definitions. To recompense, it's a verb, first of all. It's not a noun. It's a doing word. When recompense comes, you've got to do. Not sit and do nothing. You've got to do something. To make amends to someone for loss or harm suffered. Jacob. To compensate. The offenders should recompense their victims. To compensate, to indemnify, to repay, to reimburse. To pay money to make reparation. To make restitution. In other words, to make things right. I injured you, I hurt you, I offended you. I'd like to recompense you. Sometimes it's not money. I'm not talking just about money. To make amends, to pay or reward someone for the work they've handsomely been recompensed. To make up for, to make amends for, to make reparation, to redress, to make good, to satisfy. Someone is sitting with a lack. Satisfy that lack. Someone is sitting with a deficit. Make it a positive. Make it a surplus. Don't leave a vacuum. Leave overflow. Wherever you go, whatever you do, leave overflow. Now, here's the last one. It also means to punish or reward someone for an action. In other words, the Lord says, I will recompense their iniquity. Isaiah 3 verse 11 says it. Isaiah 3 verse 11 says unto the people, 
I will reward you. He first speaks about the good, the good people. He says, I will reward you for the good that you've done. But he says, woe to the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. Whatever you put your hand to, sir, whatever wrong you did, the reward of that thing will come to you. Sometimes God will tell us everything your hand is, you, you put your hand to, and like Megan says, everywhere you walk, you will be blessed in that area. But sometimes the very wrong thing that you put your hand to, that reward will come to you too. That reward will come to you too. I have a word for that. Let me finish it here. Let me finish it. Retribution is coming. Retribution is coming. Judgment is coming. We saw it in Psalm 103. So please, make sure your house and your household is in order. This isn't just a good, like a word about recompense and your blessing and your double portion and blessing upon blessing. I also need you to understand that if your house is not in order, the very thing that is lacking, because Jesus says, he tells the parable of the talents. He gives guys, one guy five, one guy three, one guy, and the guy who's got one doesn't use, he hides it. And what does the servant, uh, the master say when he comes back? He says, you give your talent to this guy who doubled his. God is saying to us that the very thing that you have, if you've multiplied in that good thing, he will give you more. But if used it to the deficit, even the little that you have, he'll take it away. It's not only a season of recompense in blessing. It's a season of recompense as in, I will take it away as well. Make sure your spiritual life is in order. Make sure your family life is in order. Make sure things are in order so when it comes to judge, he judges to the good and not to the bad. Judgment. He's, he's a just judge. He can't lie. God can't bring a negative thing. Too much is given, more will be added. But those who have little and didn't do anything with it, even that will be taken away. Hallelujah. Ten. Ten. I know in the year 83, but the number of ten, that's the number of camels and donkeys Joseph sent to his dad. Ten is a number of completeness as well. It speaks about cycles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then we start again. One, ten, it's called eleven. Two, ten, it's called twelve. It's cycles. It's cycles. It's cycles. The number of donkeys sent by Joseph speaks about provision in the time of recompense. Speaks about the provision in the time of recompense. What's the date today? The 11th. Yesterday was the 10th as I was preparing the word. As I was preparing the word, I said I had this word. I had all this information, all this knowledge. Now you got it. This is like a three-part message. This stuff I'm not even touching. But I needed to bring it down into one. And I was going, Lord, it's the 10th. September the 10th. 9, 10. Tomorrow is the 11th. It's the 10th of the 9th. As I was preparing the message, today's the 11th. We're in the new season. You should be in your new season. You should have received. The seed has been planted. 
The fruit must bear forth. Come the 25th, blow the shofar. Did you bring a shofar, my angel? Megan always carries a shofar wherever she goes, a ram's horn. The ram's horn. It's called Rosh Hashanah, 25th of September. It's also called the Feast of Trumpets. It's also the day I believe Jesus will return. I'm just saying that. That's just me. That's my belief. I'm not saying you must believe it. But the Bible teaches me at the last trump, at the last trump, the eastern sky will split open and we will see him coming in his glory. And the only place where trumpets are blown to declare or to announce something is at the beginning of the Jewish New Year. It's called the Feast of Trumpets. And when those trumpets, the very last one is blown, the eastern sky will split open and Jesus will come back. Hallelujah. And when he comes back, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. And when he comes back, he must see that the very things that he's blessed me with here on earth, I've used it wisely and I've used it well. And I've not used it to build myself up and made me look good and made me look rich while other people were suffering. I would say, Lord, no, what you gave me. This is the harvest field. This is what I used it for. This is what I blessed people with, Lord. To your glory. I didn't even know. The Bible says, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Stop taking pictures when you go hand out parcels. Now you want to take a picture to say, we're handing out, oh, I'm handing out food to this guy. Bible says that your right hand mustn't know what your left hand is doing. You must do it as if unto the Lord. No one must know you did it. You don't even have to go tell someone, no. You, you, you know, we cooked. We cooked for 300 people last week. And yeah, oh, we made a nice thing for them. And oh, they enjoyed it. Yeah, we went there to the squatter camp and we handed. You don't say that. You just say, I was busy last week. I was doing God's work. I was on assignment. You don't have to say what the assignment was. Just do it. Do it as unto the Lord. So when he comes, his reward will be with him. His reward will be with him. It's your season of recompense, people. It's your season of recompense. You're going to receive from the Lord from an unexpected place. You're going to receive blessing. You're going to receive restitution. What the canker worm, what the palmer worm has stolen, the enemy is going to... Retribution means I'm taking revenge. That's what retribution means. So God is going to step up on your behalf and say, hey, the enemy is, I'm taking revenge on him. What is stolen? We're going up to the high places. We're going to tear the devil's kingdom down. We're going to take back. And not only are we going to restore, you lost one thing. No, we're going to restore like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. Receive that blessing. Receive that blessing. Receive that word. Step into your new season. Step into your new season today, church. Step into that which God, you know, you know what you need in your life. You know what God is in store for you. You know what thing you meant to step in next. Do it with boldness. Do it with courage. Do it as unto the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. This morning, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just one last thing. Remain standing. Remain standing. That thing that you thought was dead. Revival. That thing that you lost. Recompense. Hallelujah. That thing that you counted as a negative in your life. You said, yes, see that period in my life, Lord. It was a waste. What a waste. That period in my life, I should never have married that person. I should never have done this project. I should never have taken. 
the Bible declares, all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Are you called according to his purpose? Then whatever you went through is not a waste. Whatever season you think, that period in my life, I can just put an X next to that. No. God is saying, I'm going to restore that. God is saying, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that, Job. Job lost his children. He lost his property. The only thing he didn't lose was his wife. And he had these three friends who told him, hey man, him and his wife, them and his wife. Curse God and get over with it. He says, I will not. I will not. What happened? Double fold. He received twice as many children, twice as many cattle, twice as many. Everything just came back double fold. Come on now. Because he held fast to the faith. I'm telling you, it's coming back. And if that's you this morning, if I spoke to you, I said a lot of stuff and there's still more I didn't say. But if that is you this morning, quickly just come forward because we want to anoint you. We want to anoint you. I've got a special thing about anointing. I've got a special thing about putting oil on people's hands and heads. That's the, that's the other, the, 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 the mark. It's the letter Tav in the Hebrew alphabet. It looks like a cross. It's an X. It's the same thing that went on the, on the doorposts in, in Egypt. When God said, put, take the lamb's blood, put it on the lintels of your doors. It's, in other words, make a mark, make a Tav. That's what Tav means. And then the anointing. The blessing will be upon you. He says, make a cross. That's why I have no problem with people still making crosses today when they anoint people. Because it speaks of the mark, the tav. The pictogram for tav is an X. You mark them. And that mark is a seal. Listen to me. It's a seal of approval. It's a seal of separation. It's a seal of consecration. There's no power in the oil. This oil could be fish oil. I don't know where it could be from. Maybe we went and bought it there by pick and pay quickly. Before the, it doesn't matter. There's no power in the oil. But it's a sign. It's a sign. It's a sign that we don't do the blood anymore. We don't do blood. But the anointing is a sign. That says consecrated, separated, endorsed. It's like a stamp. This person is endorsed in the kingdom. It's a stamp. An endorsement for blessing. An endorsement for anointing. An endorsement for favor. If you're sick here today, the anointing is an endorsement for healing. If you're caught in something, the anointing is an endorsement for redemption. Whatever you hear for today, it's an endorsement, a seal. There's no power in it because he paid the price on Calvary, my Jesus. But it's an endorsement. So receive it. Whatever you're hoping for, whatever these elders are going are gonna to anoint you with, uh, for, you can just say, just, 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 just. You can say nothing. You don't have to say anything. We don't need to know what you're here for. But if you want to share it, believe it. Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say, I made you whole. He says, your faith has made you whole. So believe it. But if you don't want to say what it is and you just want to stand there for blessing and anointing, receive it. Receive it this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are we singing? Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. You deserve the praise Worthy is your name Sing us, almighty God Anoint us, Father God, this morning In the name of Jesus, Father We come before you, Lord, with arms upstretched this day
today, Father God, because we know that you are the God of recompense. We know that you are God that moves. We know that you are not a still God. We know that you do not stand back, Father, but you come forth, Almighty God, and you place your hand upon us, Father. And we pray this morning in the name of Jesus, Father that the power that you've imbued in us, that you breathed in us, Father, even at the foundations of the earth, Father God, you breathed in each one of us, Father. You knew us, Almighty God. You breathed your breath of life, O God. You breathed your breath of purpose, Mighty Father. You breathed your breath of grace, Father God. You breathed your breath of providence, Almighty God. You breathed your breath of power, O God, into each one of us, Mighty God. You wrote books about us, Father, and we speak this morning, Father, that every word be lifted up from the pages of those books, Almighty God, that every word right now, Father, we are, Father God, in a season of recompense, Father God, and we outstretch our hands to receive this morning, and as we outstretch, Father, we lift them up, Almighty God, to honor you, Father, and as we receive, and as we receive, and as we receive, Father God, Fill us to overflowing, Father, that as we receive, we give. As we receive, we bless. As we receive, Father God, we anoint. As we receive, we touch another life, Father God. As we receive, Father God, we go forth, O Heavenly Father, and we accomplish as your word does all that we have been set to do, Father. And even as your word, Father God, we don't just accomplish, Father, but in that very place we also prosper because your word prospers in the very place that you have sent it, Almighty God. And so we bless you and we receive this morning, Father. We receive this morning, Father. We receive our healing, Father God. We receive, Father God, our providence and our direction, Father. We receive this morning, Father God, the wisdom that you have placed in us, O oh Heavenly Father. We receive this morning, Father God, what you have filled us with, O oh Heavenly Father. We bless your name. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise.
Wash me and cleanse me of sin. Make me righteous so that I can live for you. In Jesus' name, we all agree and say amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated this morning. Uh, my girl, we just want to pray with you after the service. If we can just connect with you, the most powerful decision you could ever make in your life is to make right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I just want to read something quickly for the tithes and the offerings this morning. Weren't you blessed by the word? Amen. Weren't you? I just want to say something. It's so powerful because even like you said, uh, you had to come at this moment, at this time, how God changed things. I mean, it's the word that the apostle preached in New Year's Eve. It's the year of recompense was declared over Kingdom Life Embassy. And then even, I know Apostle's going to share more, but even just speaking to him yesterday, he just says, this, I sense double. He says, I've had a dream and stuff, and you, I know Apostle's going to share. I just want to say this because he said, I sense double. Then when you spoke about 83 and Gimel, he said, it's three, but if you add the letters together, it's 83. Am I correct? And you spoke about the double. And that word was released to him now when he put his feet on the soil in the States. And it was just such a witness for me, even in the timing of God, what God is releasing over the house. It's a season of double. Amen. Amen. It's a season of double. And it's just, there was so much confirmation in the word that was ministered this morning as God has even prepared us in the season for what is here. Amen. So I just want to share very quickly, if you can turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 4 verse 26. Mark 4 26. And then he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow and he himself does not know how for the earth say the earth yields crops by itself not the seed the earth yields crops by itself first the blade then the head then the full grain in the head but when the grain ripens immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come he says he says he sows the seed he doesn't know how it sprouts up how it grows but he says but the earth yields forth the crop so what's more important the seed or the soil the soil because a seed that stands by itself means nothing but when it's sown not just into any soil into the right soil so I'm not even dealing with your tithe this morning. Tithe is level 101. Amen. We know that's level 101. We tithe this in Kingdom Life Embassy. Amen. Amen. But when you're sowing your seed, you're sowing your seed into the soil. And when the seed goes into the soil, it becomes a catalyst to receive that which is already in the soil. Are you with me this morning? So even as the word was ministered this morning, this is Kingdom Soil. As the word was ministered this morning, when you sow your seed today, you're sowing it into the life of the word that was preached this morning. That that environment, that soil is going to give back to you what was ministered and what is loaded in the soil. Are you with me this morning? And in the kingdom, there's prosperity, there's healing, there's wholeness, there's life. Hear me? That's why it says, given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men point to your bosom. It comes from the soil. Are you with me this morning? And as you're sowing your seed today, as you're sowing your seed into the soil and into what God has deposited into the soil with the word of recompense, that seed activates that word to bring back into you what God has ordained to be in the soil that you're sowing into. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seed in our hand this morning. Father, we thank you this morning as we come to sow. As we bring our tithes and our offerings into the storehouse, we thank you, Father God, that this environment and this soil is pushing out and bringing a crop 
and yielding your harvest that is so great father god for your name and your name alone to be glorified we honor you we bless you and we magnify you in jesus name we all agree and say amen and amen we've come to declare that through his kingdom there will be no end my god thine is the the power the glory forever and ever we're singing Amen. Amen. And like you said, yeah, it's like your, it's your second home. We feel privileged and honored to be known as your second home. And we just, we're so grateful that you and your family could join us this morning. Thank you for the ministry. Thank you for the time of ministry. And this word has really blessed us as a church. Amen. Now, Father, let's lift our hands. I bless your people today, Father God. I thank you that in this season and in this word that has been ministered over this year and has been sparked in this moment. I thank you that it's a season of recompense upon this house in Jesus' name. As we walk out today, Father God, I thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon us. Camel, camels are coming loaded from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Unexpected favor is our portion, Father God. We forgiving and asking forgiveness and making right wherever we need to, Father, so we can walk in the fullness of the season. Now, Holy Spirit, lead and guide us into the spaces, the places that you have assigned for us. And as we walk, we walk with a heightened expectation to see God's goodness, God's favor, God's blessing, and God's power upon our lives in Jesus' Jesus mighty name we all agree and say amen and amen be blessed